Imagine if Metallica did not cut their hair in the 90s. Hi friends, it's Andriy Vasilenko and welcome to Metallic where we are over-analyzing our favorite f***ing band. Do you feel a bit tired of all the Black Album celebration, yeah? I believe even the most dedicated Metallica fans, the most geekiest of the fans, need something for change. And so today it's not gonna be about the Black Album, but what came after it. Load and reload. Or just loads. Because it's supposed to be one album, and spiritually, sonically, and everything it is. And well, ever since its release, their release, this thing has been going on among the fans. What if to make one album out of these two? Cut the crap, cut the fluff, just the best stuff, to make it a bit more pleasing to the ear of an average Metallica fan. So yeah, get comfy and enjoy the discussion. You know that lows were not received that well, it was kinda... The feeling of Metallica betrayed you, and not just in music, but in their visual style and the general attitude. Music played actually the minor role in that. It's just that the band cut their hair, it's just their their makeups, like Kirk and Lars doing some gay stuff, whatever was that, but the fans did not like it. It felt like not the attitude, they grew up with while listening to Metallica. It's not the Metallica that made them feel home, you know? But again, if you drop the visual context and just leave the music, it's still really heavy, really riff-oriented, solos. James's top vocal performance, the best in his career, in my opinion. Still before autotune, bass is great and everything. This is just very pleasant records, just as a musical thing, you know? Metal is part of music, and the music is great, not as tight as the previous records, but still, it really grows on you. Just admit it, over the years, it has grown on you. The songs on load, even the filler ones, as like Ronnie and Cure, you start to feel like that's two Metallica classics. Maybe if you were there in that time and felt that betrayal, Maybe you still cannot accept it, because that's part of your, your nature now, to kind of hate those albums. But if you came after that, in 2000s and later, and you discovered these albums, they felt pretty contrasty to the old Metallica stuff. And you may not like it, but, but now you realize, those are fucking great records. Let's make them even greater. Let's make one album from these two. There were plenty of attempts to do it before, by different people, well, it's really hard to pick the right songs to make it, so let's have some reference points. And I think I got the best reference. Let's make him as close to the Black Album as possible. Yeah, I promise it's not about Black Album, it's about Loads, so, but it's unavoidable, man. Loads came after it, that was the plank Metallica had set, and that's part of the disappointment, because Black Album was really high in terms of quality, and Metallica kind of felt complacent after that. You can feel in their interviews, in their visual style, that they got settled. They had proven everything, they are in their mid-30s, and let's just enjoy music. More laid-back music, but still riffy, because that's Metallica. There's 27 songs on Load and Reload combined, and sure, we can pick some that would sound the closest to, like, Sad But True, Sam, and Unforgiven, even with the production and composition changes that Metallica did there. Like, we have Kirk recording riffs, 
and we have little harmonies on the albums and in general more bluesy kind of vibe that we had only the beginning stuff on a black album namely on the unforgiven and my friend of misery but now it's like in full blossom that would really feel like metallica's improvement metallica's development without the feeling like they completely abandoned their heavy speed metal roots well, there is stuff on Loads and Reloads that even beat the Black Album in that regard. There are a couple of songs that are way faster than anything on the Black Album. And some other things. In some way we could make even a better one that would feel more like the 80s than the Black Album itself. Even though it was the pinnacle of the 80s sound, the quality that the 80s allowed. Loads were fully 90s sounding records. But whatever we're gonna do here, whatever songs we pick and whatever maybe changes we make to them to sound more like a Black Album, one thing could just ruin everything. It's if Metallica still cut their hair in this alternative universe. Let's imagine they keep going as the old Metallica but a bit more mature. Maybe that would help us accept this album better and it would sure help. They recorded, they composed loads while having their long hair, the old style. They play a couple songs, Devil's Dance, 2x4, with the long hair, except uh, Jason. It really feels not that far. See, imagine Metallica stays in the same style, so now let's pick the songs. 12 songs, I guess, because it's such a neat number. 13, 14, it's a bit excessive. That's another problem of these albums. It's too long, it's, it's not neat. So let's stick to the 12 as the Black Album goes and maybe try to find the perfect matches like the perfect match to Sandman, Unforgiven, Struggle Within, My Friend of Misery. If we can't find those, we take them. If we cannot, let's just fill up those spots with the most, with the best stuff and songs that would provide more dynamic in the track list. Like, you know, ballad, not ballad, fast, mid-tempo, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, by the way, what we named this album? The most popular one is called it Overload. It has some power to it. So yeah, let's stick to it. Overload. The opening track could beat even the Black Album. If the fans hear Fuel as the album opener, they would really feel reconnected, like the 80s is back. The fast stuff, 205, I guess, BPM. That's really close to the old school. In a new kind of rapping, the 90s and Black Album kind of riffing, but still it's fast shit. And in that regard, Fuel beats Enter Sandman. And after Fuel, it's gotta be something on the slower side. I would say The Devil's Dance is close to it, said by Chu and Devil's Dance are like father and son. But I suppose Devil's Dance should go a bit further in the list, instead of The God That Failed. Both started with bass, both are slow, and yeah, it's kinda ironic, a song that got God in its name, now has Devil in its name. Said by True sits in the place where used to be the title tracks. Ride the Lightning, Master of Papas and Justice for All. These second tracks on the albums were the title ones. Said by True breaks this rule. Lowe's don't have the title tracks, but there's one demo that was called Load. It would become King Nothing. And I think that's great dynamic to have Fuel, then King Nothing, kinda title track. And plus, it has a lot of references to the Black Album, namely Enter Sandman. I think that's a good fit. Number two track on Overload, King Nothing. 
So after fuel, nothing feels a bit more like, hmm, there's something wrong there. It's not quiet, the Metallica. So at number three on the track list, we should put something to redeem, to, to make it like, again, old school. On the Black Album, it was Holy and Tau. One of the fastest tracks, the closest to the Justice vibe. There's a couple more pretty fast tracks on the albums. Fuel is gone. The next fastest is Prince Charming, but I would put it uh, at the closing track, like the struggle within of Load. It's pretty fast. It's pretty like the conclusion. It opens fast. It closes fast. Like old school metallic, like Battery Damage Incorporated, Black and Dire Sieve, Fuel and Prince Charming. Also fast. But bluesy fast, the new Metallica fast. Ain't My Bitch and Wait My Hate and Attitude are also pretty fast, but more like 160-70 BPM. Ain't My Bitch got a lot of swearings, kinda light swearings. James sings those words like 12 times, and yeah, Black Elm was pretty clean record. The most swearing kinda thing on the album was What a Hell on the Struggle Within. And here we have Ain't My Bitch, which has like three times more uh, Dirty Wars than the entire Black album. So besides Fuel, that's another thing which uh, Load kind of beat the bestseller. And feels like the old Metallica, because the old Metallica like to swear a lot. No fuck, yeah, Fuel has a fuck. It's the only track on the albums and the entire 90s, I think, with the F-bomb. That's the, that's the spirit. So let's put Ain't My Bitch as the third track. It's fast, it's dirty, and let's also do it with the bass opening. Like on the demo, it's really badass. Or no, we have nothing opening with bass. But well, there's never enough bass, especially in case of Jason. And here comes the number four track. It's gotta be the ballad, the successor of the Unforgiven. Hmm. But I won't do it. On this record, Unforgiven 2 is not a fit. It's way too mellow. But I would put it as a bonus track. They could make even a single out of it. But not on the main track list. Like Lords of Summer is on Hardwired. And what's the number 4 ballad? The, the best, the most representative of Metallica ballads on loads. Well, ballad is a vague term. It comes down to basically the ratio of soft to heavy parts, and basically every other song on Load and Reload can be qualified as ballad, as well as the Black Album. The Unforgiven and Matters are obviously, some even count Sandman, and Wherever I'm a Rome, and My Friend of Misery could be like the third ballad on Black Album, and we got plenty to choose from Loads. The Unforgiven 2 is out, so we have Bleeding Me, Until It Sleeps, Hero of the Day, Mama Said, Loma's Lyric, Wherever... Where the, the wild things, Until It Sleeps was the number 4 on load. But I do think that it does not really qualify. Man, I believe that in this universe they don't make this kind of music video. But in terms of composition, it feels a bit like underdone Unforgiven, you know? Just like the curse, just like the stray. It's also in key of A minor. It does not have really main riff, it's just a little... Sweet bass line and tra dun 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 Until it sleeps, I had to cut it. Maybe it's not a bonus track. And as much as I love Mama Said, again, this is not the song for this album. Loman's lyrics goes there too. 
Bleeding Me is an amazing piece of music. Definitely a ballad. But it's a bit too epic for number 4. I would place it, though, instead of Nothing Less Matters, at number 8, I think. How about Hero of the Day? a pretty fresh turn on the ballads in a major key. It has a pretty thrashy bridge. Amazing soul, amazing vocal performance, lyrics. It just feels great. It feels like Metallica song. It has something from one from Fade to Black and it feels really refreshing. So let's do it. Number four ballad, Hero of the Day. Then we got number five and it's Wherever I'm a Room on Black Album. You know, there's one song on Reload that sounds close to Wherever I'm a Room, has similar structure and feel, had the space and... It's Fixer. Eight minutes long, but I'm sure we can cut it down to seven, maybe. It would really feel great after Hero of the Day. It's kind of ballad, but it's pretty much heavy all the way through. Minimum of clean guitar, it's uh, it's in the background, like in the wherever my room, and it just goes like power chords and uh, with some melodies. So yeah, the shortened version of Fixer would be a great successor to Room. So we are in the middle of the album, and here start a bit of kind of filler stuff, but that's subjectively. The filler stuff on the Black Album is greater than half of Hardware. So yeah, Don't Tread On Me has this marching pace, it's a bit of a pace breaker on the album, and we don't have this kind of track on loads. Something mid-tempo, we need something mid-tempo, it's been a long time since Skin Nothing. How about 2x4? It's really solid, it's really groovy, especially since the next couple songs gonna be more on the ballad side. 2x4. Don't try at me on Overload. At this point, we don't have the perfect matches for Wolfhead Man and Through the Never. So let's... I really want to put Allah Torn on this album. The uncut version, the 11 almost minutes. And it feels like, man, it does not fit in terms of dynamics. But let's put it. Let's put it. It's a great song. It's a classic. It's gonna be there. Even though it's uh, real long. I also say my ballady thing, but it's really heavy. Number six track. The Outlaw Tour. So then goes Bleeding Me, and in one track we got Devil's Dance. All slow, groovy songs, so we gotta have something at least medium tempo between them. So the only kind of fast song that remains is Wasting My Hate. It's a great one, I like it, but it, I don't know if it really fits. Maybe, maybe it was James's solo that he did on demo, it could be like almost there. Almost like the Black Album. Fuck it. Wasting my hate goes there. We gotta have something fast. We gotta redeem. Then goes Devil's Dance. And then we got one track left. Remember that the closing one, instead of the struggle within, is Prince Charming. And now what goes instead of My Friend of Misery? You may guess it. There's one track co-written by Jason on Lowe's. It's the one... I cannot pronounce. Let's call it Wild Things, right? It really stands out in the entire Metallica catalog. I remember when I heard this song first time, 
I could not believe that's the same singer. I thought Metallica got something to replace James for a couple of songs. It has lots of bass and clean guitar and really great riffs. Really like even the 80s. It's pretty long, almost 7 minutes. How about making it an instrumental? Everything tells us make it an instrumental for Load Reload. That's another thing in which Loads could make up for. Blake album broke the tradition. No instrumental. Misery could have been it, but didn't happen. So let's make another Jason's contribution on Loads as an instrumental. It has lots of sections to, to put some harmonies and just it really flows great, even without the vocals. And allow Jason to do some bass solos and stuff. There we go. The tradition is restored. And Jason got a spotlight. The chance that he was deprived of on Misery. Let's recap it. First track, Fuel. Then King Nothing. Ain't My Bitch. Hero of the Day as the number 4 ballad. Fixer as the successor of Rome. Then 2x4 as the groovy pace breaker. All the torn, uncut. That's gonna be a surprise. Among all of the shorter songs, what can be more opposite to selling out, yeah? Then Bleeding Me as kind of nothing else matters replacement. Wasting My Hate, another fast song. Dale's Dance, the bass and the groove. Then goes the instrumental, Wild Things. And then goes another fast track to close the thing, Prince Charming. And as the bonus track, Unforgiven 2, and whatever, I don't know. It would be such a waste to just not include anywhere all the other tracks. I really like Cure, I like Torn Within, I like Carpeting Baby, but there's only so much room, 12 tracks. So maybe they would have all these like bonuses on the singles, b-sides and stuff, and then people would say, man, you should have included this song in the album. You just cannot please anyone. And what about the artwork? That's another kind of departure. Metallica having a freaking come and piss on their albums. Man, the Black Album cover was kinda response to all the flashy and colorful and overdone artworks of the 80s. The ultimate minimalism, even the name of the band and the snake were not really visible there. It's just the black. Even no title of the album. That's also kinda art. Credits to Lars. And for Lodes, man, your suggestion, what could be the perfect artwork for the Overload album. Go to metallgeek.com slash 35 for the show notes, links and stuff that related to this episode. The podcast is ad-free, you don't have to pay to listen to it. And I want to really keep it that way, just our little underground little club. So if you enjoy this attitude and if you want to support it, rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts, alright? Thanks for listening, it's Adriva Slenko and here next time, friends.